Welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Andy Groneman, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading pitmasters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of the Barbecue Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Network. Dave Caius along with our executive producer T-Bone and my co-host, world champion in pork in the Jack Daniels World Invitational Pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels, Andy Groneman. And we also have a guest co-co-host today. A co-co-host. Co-co-host, Todd Johns, <laughs> who's been on the show before from Plowboy's Barbecue. He's got two restaurants, downtown Kansas City and Blue Springs. You can check them out at plowboysbbq.com. He's the sausage champion at American Royal Open and Pork. Pork Reserve Champion at American Royal Invitational, just to name a few of his awards. And by the way, I'm tired of talking about you two guys in your awards. Okay, I just, thought you had a Coco Champion coming. I thought I was getting hot chocolate. We, this is I'm a little bit perturbed. Well, Coco is my stage name. <laughs> after after reading all these credentials, we don't have any more time left in the first segment. So thanks for tuning in. Our, coming up next segment. <laughs> anyway, uh, Todd, welcome back, buddy. Uh, Thank you. Glad to have you here. Uh, coming up, speaking of which. Uh, Somebody that both Andy and Todd know real well, Brian Walby. He is a promoter of barbecue festivals. Now, I know that sounds like a cool gig, but it's got to be one of the hardest working gigs to do. But it's still a cool gig. I mean, you're putting on barbecue festivals. And he's got the second annual Kansas City Barbecue Fest happening May 6th through the 8th at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. I love their their slogan, Barbecue, Bands, and Beer. And you can learn more at kcbbfest.com. And he's got other festivals coming up, too. So we're not just talking about Kansas City. We're talking about he's got, I think, two more coming up around the country and we'll talk about that and and yeah and just the atmosphere of a barbecue festival compared to a competitive situation which both uh, Andy and Todd can can talk about but uh, and then we're going to talk to you to these two guys about brines versus marinades and I, we may do this as a competition it may be brines versus marinades and or marinades versus they're just both looking at me like what the heck is he doing <laughs> two men enter one man <laughs> one man drowns yeah. in the marinade <laughs> can i choose a third category of pickled <laughs> <laughs> winner so, so anyway uh todd johns from bar from plowboys barbecue uh, we want to talk about a couple things with you. We're, we're excited to have you here with us again. Um, but the first thing I wanted to ask you as somebody who has two restaurants, you got one out in Blue Springs, Missouri, which is east of Kansas City, and you got one in the heart of downtown Kansas City, Missouri. Just briefly, what's your favorite and least favorite thing about owning barbecue restaurants? What's your oh favorite? My, oh, my Lord. Um, I think I think and besides the, besides the uh, the uh, lake house down at the Lake of the Ozarks, what's your favorite thing? <laughs> yeah, um, it's more of a van down by the river. But um, you know, I think I think what I like the most is um, you know I've really gotten to meet. I, I, I had a I had a pretty good network before, mm-hmm. but um, being a restaurant operator, it it I've met so many people and have gotten to an opportunity to do so many cool things. Um, and I think, I think it's that, um, the, the least favorite is probably the 
panic attacks you have at 3 a.m. every morning. And, you know, that's just part of owning a business. You know, and the favorite thing about you meeting people, um, one thing that I know that you do, and by the way, at some point, Todd is going to insult me really bad and I will not have a comeback for it. And I'm just kind of waiting. Like, like I'm choosing my words carefully because every time he's been on the show, he gives me a zinger and I do stand-up comedy. I'm used to hecklers, but you will zing me and then I go, oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's all I got. It's all I got. They're just witty observations. Witty, well, that's true. But I want to pay you a compliment before we get into the insults. Uh, but I know you do, you you've helped out a lot of charities with your barbecue, and I think that's just such a cool thing. Todd, just mention that, would you? Um, I've helped a lot of charities. No, uh, no, it's it is something. It's it's really something that is is important to me. And um, you know, we've done work with OBR. We've um, helped uh, City Union Missions, kind of the one now yeah, that we've cool. really done a lot that's with. Cool. Care. Cookers Care. Yeah, and it, I just think that it's kind of part of what barbecuers do. Yeah. We're, we're here to feed people, and um, whether you're a paying customer you're, you know, or not, or whatever, it's um, we, we have food and we have people that need it. So. All that is so wonderful. Anyway, so um, we were talking last week. Uh, T-Bone brought up the article about um, oh, which 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 uh, restaurant barbecue restaurant I went brain dead. Brian Arthur Brian Arthur Brian's. How could I forget? And they've got signs posted right now that's saying, "Hey, don't buy our brisket and don't buy our burn ends. We're sorry, but the prices have shot up, which they have." Now you're a restaurant owner. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I was. Um you know, it's something we all think about, but it's one of those things that they actually have the balls to say it, right? Like, <laughs> please don't buy my thing right. that I can't afford to sell you. And <clears throat> they kind of lifted the veil a little bit, I think, and and uh, bravo to them because um, they're just being transparent about what happens mm-hmm. in in our businesses. Um, you know, typically we all we all try to steer you to the things that we want to sell. Um, and, and yet have the things that you want, but um, they, we've got to price them appropriately. And so, you know, there have been times where, hey, we're getting a better deal on, you know, especially during COVID, right? This is all like COVID really magnified this. But if we're getting a better deal on ribs than brisket, I really want you to try those ribs because, <laughs> you know, there's the, there's a I got to keep the doors open side of this right. thing, too. Well, and early on in COVID, when there was a beef price spike, several restaurants pivoted and went to Chuck. Mm. Instead of brisket, and we're doing uh, like a pulled chuck sandwich or something because brisket was so expensive. Yeah, and then Chuck got up there too, and um, we were thinking about going that route and not calling it burn ins or calling it brisket, not you know faking it, but doing you know doing a different a menu, beef. a beef menu item, and and calling it a pit beef or something like that. And then Chuck's got up there too, so it was like by the time you factored the yield and everything in, it was you might as well just stuck with brisket. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So time now for our Ask Andy and Todd segment, sponsored by our April Barbecue Sauce of the Month, Smoke on Wheels, Pork Marinade, and Injection. Get the big half gallon. We're heading into barbecue season. Don't get the little bottle. Get yeah, the half get gallon. It, get it in buckets like Todd. Get I get it by the palate. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So I got a question for Andy and Todd. A uh, buddy of mine bought a smoker last year. Now, he's an, he's an experienced uh, barbecuer, so this isn't like his first one, but his his briskets now, like he'll have us over every once in a while, play poker, or whatever. They've gone to another level. And every time I ask him, I'm like, what do you do? He's, he's really like, oh, man, I just heat it up. You know, like he doesn't want to give away his secrets. But I've got two experts sitting here. And and brisket, of course, is real high price. So you don't want to mess up. Get, help the listeners out in just two minutes. Some pointers with you got a brisket. 
What do you think you should do? I'll start with Andy. All right. So brisket again, it's a big cut. You want to start with the best one that you can find. Um, and what I mean by that is if you can get something with a nice thick flat, a good size point, plenty of fat on it still, you can trim away and get to uh, a nice quarter inch layer. So you, now you've got a piece of meat that you can work with uh, that's going to be nice and thick and hopefully maintain some moisture. Now, the first thing that I'm going to do, regardless of pit, is probably inject that brisket to get more moisture mm. into it. Because if I'm going to cook it a long time, and, and for new cooks, I always suggest low and slow versus a hot and fast right. cook, just because your window of doneness is bigger. You've got a longer time period there, so you've got a, a much better chance for success. So what we do is we inject that thing and put it in the smoker at a nice low temperature. Think 225 degrees and just let that ride until you're about 160-ish internal or the color of it is what you like. Once it's got a bark set that you think is great, go ahead and wrap it. It's just like a pie in the oven where you don't want that crust to get dark. Once it's golden brown, you put the foil around the edges. You do the same thing with a brisket. You're going to wrap that to stop it from getting too dark and taking on any bitter flavors in the bark. And then you're just going to let it braise to finish. All right. Well, thank you, Andy. And thank you for taking up all of Todd's time so he couldn't get in there. <laughs> it's the first time we're going to keep him quiet the whole <laughs> show. But anyway, that was that was really good. Uh, again, sponsored by Smoke on Wheels, Pork Marinade, and Injection. You get the one half gallon. Now, very excited. Our guest today, Brian Walby. He is a promoter of barbecue festivals. And we'll be talking to him in our very next segment right here on Barbecue Radio Network. love food and when you love food you love finding new flavors to explore new techniques to try and seeing the look of your friends and family's faces when they bite into it old hickory pit smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant quality barbecue right in your own backyard old hickory pit smokers are made in the usa visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll free 800-223-9667 Barbecue Radio Network is heard on radio stations from Hawaii to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionetwork.com. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. Dave Caius, along with Pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels, Annie Groneman, and our special guest host, Todd Johns from Plowboys Barbecue. And we've got as our guest today, Brian Walby. He is a promoter of barbecue festivals. That's a good gig. We've got the second annual KC Barbecue Fest coming up May 6th through the 8th at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. We're talking barbecue, bands, and beer. To learn more, it's kcbbqfest.com. And we got more festivals coming up later this year that we will talk about. But Brian Wabi, welcome to the show again. How you doing, buddy? It is great to be back. 
It's good. Uh-huh. To, it's good to have you. Um, it's nice to be had. <laughs> it's nice to be had. You know, I'm going to turn things over to Andy and, and Todd in just a second. But the one thing I wanted to say uh, is, we got two people who participated in your festival as barbecuers in Andy and yeah. Todd, and then you got T Bone and me who attended your festival as consumers, if you would. And I just want to say I was so impressed. For the first time, putting something together like that, it was really well done. It was a lot of fun. Um, we thoroughly enjoyed it. So let me just say congratulations on your first festival in Kansas City. Well, I, that uh, that warms my heart. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, you know, we these these are uh, these big festivals are really a labor of love, and I got a great team uh, working with me. And um, and then great pit masters uh, working with us as well. And so um, when it all comes together, we're we're really pleased and we're excited about uh, our second year. Oh, Kansas we're glad City. you're coming back, buddy. We're a little selfish here in Kansas City, but we're we're glad you're coming back. And then we'll also mention the other places that you're going to. So you've you've had a successful year last year, but what started all of this? What really made you decide to to kick this off and and launch these Q fests? Well, um, years ago, there was an event in downtown St. Louis called uh, the Taste of St. Louis, and it moved uh, to the suburbs. And uh, Mayor Slay uh, was the mayor at the time here in St. Louis, and uh, he he asked me, he's like, hey, can you come up with an idea for something to take the space, to take the place of that uh, date on the calendar in downtown? And so I kicked around a bunch of ideas, and... Uh, you know, it's like barbecue. We had, you know, barbecue is on its ascendancy here. Um, Pappy's is, was opened and doing this about eight years ago. Pappy's was really going well. Salt and Smoke here in St. Louis is doing well, opening their second store. Sugar Fire was starting to really pop. And so and we were, we're getting, you know, we have a culture of barbecue in the city. So anyway, I focused on uh, barbecue went around just went to a bunch of events and ultimately i was in the it was at memphis in may and i was at a competition and i it was a woman i knew somebody so i was you know in the back eating and drinking and having a good old time <laughs> um but the consumers the folks that were just like walking around who weren't on a part of a team couldn't get any food so you're you know you're buying ten dollar beer and they had a Molly, they had a, you know, Molly hatchet playing and there's these food truck kind of things going, but there was kind of crappy food, but the best barbecue in the world was being cooked right back in the back of house and folks couldn't taste it. So what we want to do is just re- reverse engineer the process and got the guys who know how to cook to cook for consumers. So, so Brian is the, uh, P.T. Barnum of barbecue. <laughs> how, how did you get in with the NFL? And you know, now it seems like the NFL stadiums are your platform. And and are you going to grow that? And how did that come about? Well, after after I finished my my career as, as a quarterback uh, with the NFL. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I did I laugh out loud? I'm sorry. I that was internal. I thought my mic was off. When did you get your gold jacket? By the way, I forgot to ask. Uh, yeah, it's, it's next year. I keep getting short. Uh, no, so when I um, after I, we did a couple of years in St. Louis. Um, I just decided it was something that I liked and it was, you know, I was like, we could maybe make a business out of this. And so I, uh, reached out, I was in Denver and, uh, 
had spent some time out there and um, just mentioned to a friend of mine in the entertainment business, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in maybe bringing one of these things out to Denver. And uh, talked to our friend uh, Alex Knight, who lives out there with Old Hickory Pits, and we walked around and looked at a couple of spaces. But ultimately, uh, the Broncos called me and um, quickly jumped on an airplane, got back to Denver, made a deal. So are we going to see more of these, Brian? Or Well, you know, I think there's uh, – you know, I'm, I'm on planes a lot these days. So. <laughs> hey, but how many how many NFL teams are there? Twenty six, and then you can thirty two. Thirty two. Okay, and then you can start doing baseball stadiums and soccer yeah. stadiums. <laughs> There's enough barbecue, um, and I got plenty of people who want to cook with us. So, I uh, well, you know, Todd's ready to travel. I heck, think he's heck just yeah, yeah, man. Them. You know, I, I I've told you that I've wanted to do your festival for for a few years now, and and I was um, planning to be on. Uh, planned to be on right before COVID and then, and then COVID year got shut down. But, you know, ha- I got to do three last year and Andy was part of one of those, a part of the Kansas City one. And gosh, it, it, we've talked about how the feel of being a pit master in that environment is so reminiscent of our old competition days coming up and just the camaraderie and the support and, you know, other pit masters coming around and visiting and bringing you food and here, try this. No, you try this. And it just, it was, it's, you've really built some something that from a pit master's perspective is is what we kind of it's kind of uh what we live for in a way i mean we we live for feeding people but also just that camaraderie and stuff's a lot of fun yeah it makes a big difference we look at we look at it it, it, you guys are the stars of the show well yeah we know that (laughs) (laughs) and when you say you guys you don't mean andy you mean me right no 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 just actually it it is really todd's show (laughs) Um, <laughs> we're just living in it that's right baby i'm just right. clicking chips that's all i'm good <laughs> yeah it's the only job i've ever had where someone brings you about three or four cases of beer a bottle of jack daniels or or crown royal and says hey have a great weekend uh can you cook for about fifty thousand people for me <laughs> I mean, that's putting a lot of trust in some people brian that's all i'm saying i was gonna say shouldn't you well, give them the alcohol after they've cooked it, not before. <laughs> we, you know, that's a good idea. I don't, no, I don't know yeah. that they'd go for that. <laughs> no, no, no. no, but we're really, I mean, honestly, we've got, you know, we're with four festivals now and we're at 12 teams in Kansas City. We're at, um, you know, we're 12 teams or 10 teams in Jacksonville. So we've got a bunch of, you know, we're now at the level where there's like, you know, potentially 40 slots so we're working with teams all over the country now and as we expand which we are planning on expanding um you know we want to we want to bring more pit masters in we want to bring you know in the todd show um but so (laughs) we want to get todd on the road (laughs) not that he isn't already (laughs) right but no i think but but you know having people have have fun that's what we really want i mean we're in the business of selling happy and you guys do That's such a great job. Brian, I'm going to cut you off for just a second okay. so we can bring you back. But we're talking with Brian Wabi. He is a promoter of barbecue festivals. He's got the second annual KC Barbecue Fest happening May 6th through the 8th at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. And you can learn more at the website, which is kcbbfest.com. And we're going to talk about his other events coming up, too, later in the year. He's a busy man talking with Brian Wabi about barbecue festivals here on Barbecue Radio Network. 
check out Barbecue Radio Network on Facebook. Give us a like. Dave and Andy need the attention. to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Kias, along with our producer T-Bone, co-host, award-winning pitmaster Andy Groneman, and our special guest co-host from Plowboys Barbecue, Todd Johns. And we're talking on the phone today with a very special guest. He is a promoter of barbecue festivals. That's a great gig. It's Brian Wabi, and he's got the second annual KC Barbecue Fest coming up May 6th through the 8th at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. Barbecue, bands, and beer. You can learn more at kcbbqfest.com. He's got other festivals coming up in Denver, June 17th through the 19th, St. Louis, September 30th through October 2nd, and then Jacksonville will also be coming up later this year. You know, something that Todd was talking about last segment, Brian, is one of the things I found, and especially talking to Andy and, and Todd about from their point of view, is they weren't competing against each other. So they could just have more fun serving the customers, me being a customer, and T-Bone last year was a customer. And I, I loved the consumer friendly of it as we walked in. It was just kind of like, it wasn't all, no offense, you guys, barbecue guys, but it wasn't about you guys all. It was about us too, serving us. And it was just, it was a wonderful festival. And then you had those people up on stage that were giving, uh, you know, little classes and so forth. Um, but it's just a great way to have this set up. Yeah. It's really interactive. Um, and having the demos on stage having the pitmasters available to the people like we were talking off offline a little bit and Brian can jump in and and go deeper on this but you know if you walk into the American Royal and you don't know somebody you're not getting served that that food you're going to be walking around watching all of the things occur but you're not engaged in it and these festivals really allow you to become part of it at the american royal the pitmaster is there for the competition at the q festivals the pitmaster is there for the guest yes that's a huge difference and you know we engaged with so many people andy when we were at the kansas city festival i mean just answering all kinds of questions and showing pits and and uh, the number it's, it's of people a whole different love to look at those hogs. You know how many how many selfies do you think we took with the whole hog? Right, 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 right. That's what it's about. Well, it really is focused on the consumer. You know, we're trying to, and we're going to create new pitmasters uh, from the from the crowds that are coming in. Um, that's certainly our hope. Going to say the real question is: Is there going to be an East Coast versus West Coast segment of this? Now that we are going to have. You know, Q and the Lou and Casey Barbecue Fest. Like, what's the East Coast, West wait, wait. Coast? Just, just to clarify, Todd, would you please uh, explain East Coast, West Coast? Well, yeah, it's St. Louis. Uh, you know, Brian likes to call that the East Coast of Missouri. <laughs> and Kansas City is the West Coast of Missouri. And, um, you know, I, I really don't know what St. Louis barbecue is. And, Brian, maybe you can. I mean, I just assume it's like Kansas City barbecue, but just not as good. Oh, God. Here we go. Here we go. Well, hang on. We're going to lose two radio stations. I can hear them calling me now. They're going to they're drop our show. Go ahead, Brian. No, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a combination. It's a hybrid of a fantastic barbecue with influences from around the uh, uh, around this around the country. How's that? You bet. Yeah, and and I was thinking earlier that uh, um, 
it's I, I can only think of like St. Louis and Boston that have a cut of meat named after it, right? Right. Right. The Boston <laughs> butt and the St. Louis St. Louis style rib. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you got it. There you go. St. Louis is actually um on a per capita basis the largest consumer of sauce. Hmm. We sir in, in St. Louis there was a there was a uh, a barbecue sauce brand called Malls. And their jingle was you don't base your barbecue, you maul it. <laughs> nice. Literally, so we we pork steaks, you know, pork butts cut into steaks. And there was a place called Phil's for years out on Gravoy, and they would have a big pot of sauce with pork steaks just boiling in it, just simmering in there. So, I mean, we just... That's that is some of the style of the St. Louis style. Yeah, it's, it's funny you talk about pork steak and malls because everyone I've talked to that that lives, grew up, you know, part of their uh, affinity with barbecue is pork steaks and malls, and they talk about their dad, you know, yep. and, and it, it really is. And I I grew up in Northwest Iowa, so I have no like real barbecue history. I learned it all here in Kansas City, and. And, um, but it is really something that's ingrained in everyone that's, you know, from St. Louis. I hear that story so many times about, you know, reminiscent of dad and malls and pork steaks. And, and, and bush beer. And bush <laughs> yeah, beer, yeah. Of course. And, and, you know, we, we, in Kansas City, we were burning ribs and throwing, you know, gate sauce on them uh, versus a pork steak with malls on it. But you got that kind of crusty burnt sauce from the grill, that nice little tacked up. I mean, there's it, it, it was part of every backyard's, uh, you know, weekend fun. That's the great thing about barbecue is flavors that take you back, right? Well, it's also everybody does it. I mean, everybody, since, since we as a species tamed fire, we have been putting meat on it. And so in every culture, except for those, you know, the, the vegetarian cultures, I'm not sure they exist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so far we've insulted St. Louis and vegetarians. And for those of you keeping track at home. <laughs> this will be my last oh. show, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so so who are the, uh, you mentioned that the pitmasters have dropped for Kansas City. Who do you have coming to Kansas City? Well, we got a couple of people from Kansas City that I'm really excited about. Um, the Jones sisters are coming back. Oh, good. Oh, great. Um, we're, uh, but we got uh, Teddy from uh buck Tui coming out and if you got haven't been there yet um he's doing some amazing food um so it's thai inspired uh barbecue and um you know his his wife pam's got uh, waldo thai and uh she's a heck of a chef and so is teddy obviously but we're gonna we're really excited about what he's gonna be cook well we'll have we will have uh, Pappies from St. Louis, Sugar Fire from St. Louis, uh, um, Tim Shear, who's the reigning uh, butt champion at uh, Memphis and May, will be there uh, cooking with his Blues Hog uh, team. He had that great, massive drum last year. That was yeah. just so cool. He built that for the festival. And it showed up at all of our festivals. <laughs> so um, we've got... Uh, Black's Barbecue from uh, Lockhart, Texas, coming up. Uh, also, our good friend Isaul Ramos from Tuim Smokehouse, who just recently was uh, nominated for his second James Beard Award. Um, he'll be cooking. I'm not sure what he's cooking, but 
he'll be cooking with us. Um, who else do we've got? Uh, the uh, Leslie uh, Roark Scott from the U-Bonds team in Yazoo City, Mississippi is coming in. Um, we've got Mark Renaud from um, from uh, uh, New Smyrna Beach, Florida. He's coming in. So we've got teams from all over the country coming in. And then, obviously, great barbecue. Scott uh, Umscheid from, from Scott's Kitchen um, out there by the airports going to be cooking with us. So we've got 12 teams, and we're really excited about the the lineup this year. There'll be all sorts of great food prepared in different styles from different regions. That sounds so good. And, and it was oh, so we got Todd John's too. Oh yeah. We, well, <laughs> footnote, if we, if we can get him out of the studio, he doesn't seem to want to leave. But anyway, uh, we've been talking with Brian Wabi and he is a barbecue promoter of festivals and he's got the second annual and you don't want to miss it. I don't care if you're driving range in Kansas City, heck, get on an airplane, come to Kansas City for the KC BBQ Fest. It's happening May 6th through the 8th at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. Uh, it's billed as Barbecue Bands and Beer, and you can learn more at kcbbqfest.com. We didn't talk about the uh, pit, uh, what do you call it, the all-you-can-eat uh, ticket? The name yeah, of that? Pit Passes. Pit Passes. We didn't talk about that, but look it up on the on the website. He's also going to be in Denver, June 17th through the 19th, St. Louis, September 30th through the October 2nd. Uh, Todd can go out there and insult everybody when he gets there in person. And then coming up later this year, uh, a festival in Jacksonville, Florida. So you want to go out for that all at NFL stadiums, and it's always good stuff. Brian Wabi, thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate your time. Have a great uh, festival. We will see you there, and we'll be right back on Barbecue Radio Network. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Andy and Dave and Todd here on the award-winning Barbecue Radio Network. And as always, just like Todd's Restaurant, please support your local barbecue joints like Glenn's Barbecue in Columbus, Mississippi. Glenn's Barbecue located at 710 Alabama Street. And when you're in Columbus, be sure to listen to WABG. We're on there. The Awesome AM at 960 AM. I love their website, awesomeam.com. We want to thank all of our affiliates for being a part of Barbecue Radio Network. Of course, we got... Our co-host, Andy Groneman, he is the New York State Empire Cup champion in seven events throughout the state of New York. And we've got Todd Johns from Plowboys Barbecue, who is the brisket and grand champion at the American Royal Invitational, just to name a few, for both of them, by both just of you guys. I, you. you know, I know I'm shortcutting you, but we, we only have an hour show. 
But uh, so so Todd, you've got your you got your Plowboys restaurants. You've got one in Blue Springs, which is just east of Kansas City. You got one in the heart of downtown Kansas City. And I would be remiss not to mention that you are the king of Arrowhead Stadium concessions, right, Todd? <laughs> yeah, not on the field, <laughs> just in the concession stand. Uh, you really you're you're not Tyreek Hill's replacement for the Chiefs. <clears throat> I'm just a little bit slower. What was the final like best count? night of barbecue nachos. nachos we did 1104 nachos in one game in like four and a half hours of oh, service. Yeah, which is insane that's it's, just it's, it is insane it. i didn't think we'd reach a thousand and we did that four times and broke 1100 it was like that was a lot of chips man everybody who's doing that do, do they even get to stop to breathe i mean because you're just constantly or, or, or when the game's playing does it slow down a little bit so it's more manageable yeah it's really cool like um, you you know when the when the ebbs and flows will be, and Aramark that runs concessions out there, those guys have all the numbers down, and they even can tell you what the beginning sales at kickoff will be based on the coin toss. Oh, my really? Gosh. So if if we win the coin toss, that means we're going on offense first, and everyone's sitting in their seats. Yeah. Yep. But if we lose the coin toss, everyone's going to go get a beer and a nacho because the defense has taken the field, and we see that too. And the first spike after kickoff is the first score. No matter who scores, as soon as the first score, that's the biggest spike other than halftime. Well, wow. you know, you have the Patrick Mahomes factor on how your sales go. That's really interesting. I would have never thought of that. Yeah, it's really it's really interesting, the shape of sales out there. And <laughs> uh, it's a it's a it's organized chaos and it's kind of a well-oiled machine at times and chaotic at times. I bet. It's, it's I a bet. lot of fun. It's a lot of work. So normally this part of the show, I will ask Andy about a product, and he always comes up with these great products for people to use for the, I do. For the backyard. <laughs> I do. You're right. He, he does. He, I, I would like I'm to brilliant. argue. I'd like to argue with him, but he's actually right. Andy is a barbecue savant. He, he really is. No, every time I'll ask him some little question, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm just going to get some simple answer. It's like, well, the acidity of it is blah, blah, blah. <laughs> what the heck is he talking about? He but, doesn't know. He doesn't know. <laughs> See, I don't share our secrets. Right, right. I love having Todd here because normally he is he's cracking at me and now he's going after Andy and you two just I'm just gonna get out of the way and let you two boys go at it. <laughs> it's decades of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot. yeah, yeah. He's got it. We're all good. So at your restaurant at Plowboys, and again you got one in Blue Springs, downtown Kansas City. All the different things that go into your restaurant. What's one thing that you'd go, man? I really have to have this to be a success. Well, I, I would say, you know. Old Hickory Pits is what we okay. use. One of our sponsors, and, by the way. Oh, good. We're, that was not a setup. It just happened to happen. But <laughs> wow. Hickory- no, we and so we use Old Hickory Pits um, and rotisseries. A real big believer in in rotisseries. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you can't have a barbecue restaurant without a good pit. Um, but the next thing you really need is after that food comes off, after those briskets come off, what are you going to do with them? And so we've got sea uh, vaps. And uh, it's a technology that was created for KFC when they used to be called Kentucky Fried Chicken back in the 70s. And it's meant to hold fried foods. And so if you've ever fried chicken and you take it out and set it on the counter, that breading starts to deteriorate Mm -hmm. and not very long. And so it's a humidity controlled uh, environment where you can control the, the dry temperature and the humidity and 
you put your briskets in there unwrapped and it'll hold that bark for hours and and hold that moisture in the in the product for hours so you'll see a lot of CVAPs in the back of the house of restaurants and see you thought I was the one that was going to talk about uh, humidity <laughs> and temperature no, we got Todd over there waxing uh, about yeah. it this sadly time. I'm right. getting stupider as the show goes on between you two guys <laughs> so so the, if I would have still done a product spotlight what I would have uh, spotlighted is Plowboy's Yardbird Rub, which what? has now been around for 15 years. Yeah, man, we were talking uh, talking off air about it earlier, and I can't believe I remember the first shaker that was the unlabeled. Hey, man, <laughs> like we're gonna, I think we're gonna do this. Check this out and see what you think. I remember like taking baggies of rub and sending them and measuring them out in my living room and sending them out to barbecue brethren people like a drug dealer, yeah, <laughs> you know, and putting them in an envelope and shipping them, shipping them to long Island or, you know, uh, Southern California or whatever and getting feedback on it. Yeah. January of 2007 was when I first started that. And <clears throat> how many pounds now? Oh, I mean, it's over it's over a hundred thousand pounds a year. Yeah. But I don't I mean, gosh, how much how much product have we produced? I couldn't even tell you. It's it's it's, it's way beyond I uh, January of two thousand seven I did the math and I said if I sell four hundred and sixty two shakers, I'll break even. Yeah, right. That was That's my the goal. math that we did back in those <laughs> right. days. Right. You just um, wanted to break even and the whole thing just came from I gotta fund this like endless summer right i gotta fund this competition barbecue thing and i'm you know and i'm not gonna get it from winnings there wasn't a lot of money in it back then <laughs> no and and you know uh and i wasn't very good <laughs> i feel like uh to, to bring products out now it is so much more difficult like we hit it right at the right oh, time man, right a, place the right time yeah and so many things just fell into place for you and the things you were doing and we were doing together i mean just like i won the royal at the right time i'd only had a pro i'd only had yardbird out two years and three weeks after winning the royal i was sitting at old world spices in a conference room talking about launching this championship series that they had just thought of and it was like laudable and me and um sweet swine of mine mark was in that and went into Bass Pro and that was kind of the first of barbecue products really getting into big box stores um, that weren't from Kraft or somebody like that. Yeah, Small and brands. It triggered, and it triggered all of the Academy Sports, Walmarts, Westlake, every, everything. everything, everybody needed to have a barbecue section of their store at that point because Bass Pro did it and it really did change how you could get your stuff to market and and taking small batch products and putting them on a national scale like that, it, it really changed the game. It, yeah. I mean, you look at Old World Spice and and how their company has evolved in 15 years or, or really 13 years from that moment in October of, you know, October of 2009 until now. And I mean, they've really changed a lot of their strategy to, to, to you know, to get around this like really growing... And so you think it's saturated. You think that, man, there can't be any more products come out. And But what stores are doing, they're just increasing their footprints. So so it's working still. Like, I don't think we've seen the tipping point yet of, you know, brands are going to start dying. There will some that will attrition out and others will take their place. But we're not seeing the death of barbecue you know, anytime you soon. You know, Todd, when I go grocery shopping, 
And of course, I host a barbecue show, so I'm more aware of barbecue. But I remember in the grocery store, it used to be one little thing of, you know, Casey Masterpiece and something else. And you craft. Know? And craft, yeah. And now at my grocery store, and it's a pretty big grocery store, but I mean, it's it's a long part of the aisle. I mean, it's unbelievable how many products, and that's got to be tough. Speaking of your product, though, I'm going to give you a plug. How can they get it online? Um, they can go to our website. Um, we don't distribute ourselves, but um, we'll send you off to All Things Barbecue. And there's just um, there's a lot of places online. Just do a search, and you'll find you know just you look up Yardbird Barbecue, Plowboys Barbecue Rub, or or sauce or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean it's we've got. We are on three continents. Oh my god! Uh, Twenty countries that we know of, and um, over four thousand retailers. Um, we've got the ones that blow me away are like Tasmania, Amman, <laughs> Amman Jordan. That was a new one. Oh, wow! Um, Dominican Republic, um, a little island yeah. off of uh, Australia, uh, New Caledonia. Yeah, it's like what? <laughs> yeah, the French whole island. New Caledonia thing is is pretty wild. But yeah, Australian and Tasmania. Who would have thought? That our products would be globally two, two little available. brands from Kansas City. Yeah, it's crazy. And before we get out of here, I want to thank Todd Johns for being here, part of Plowboys. Thank you, Todd, and thank you for not insulting me the entire show. It must have been painful. You got Andy a little bit though. That's the important thing. Well, I want to come back. <laughs> <laughs> also, I want to thank Brian Walby for being on the show. Of course, he's got the Kansas City Festival, the Barbecue Festival coming up in May. And thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. We'll see you back here on the same radio station right here on. Barbecue Radio Network. You love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends' and family's faces when they bite into it. Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant-quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll-free, 800-223-9667.